Master Tavern Keeper's History of the Old World. So, Cedric, that was the end of both the Orc Warboss, Morgro Neckbreak, and the clan led Doko McCooligan then. As well as the start of the real fighting in the courtyard of Macbeth's castle. Ah, I see. But what was going on elsewhere in the castle? What about the secret tunnel beneath the cellars? Oh, well... Down below the cellars, the dwarf, Arcus Argyll, his miners, Prince Donalbane, and the others had finally reached the end of the escape tunnel that the dwarf prospector had previously made for Macdeath all those years ago. As far as he could tell, it had never been used. Upon reaching the hidden door, the dwarf pressed his ear to listen. There were no nearby sounds, though, and, satisfied that the way ahead was safe, Zargul silently opened it. And, once more stopped listening before pulling aside the heavy tapestry that hid it from the regular denizens of the dungeon it opened out into a curving corridor that led to the dormitory below the main gate this was where most of the uh, the orcs bunked by the way it also led to the castle's treasury to their right as well as the uh, torture chamber and jail cells far off to their left this lay beyond a series of arches though these uh, being directly below the ones the McCooligans had moved through to open the Sallyport Gate. Now the party was out in the corridor, Arker silenced everyone and listened intently once more. This time he heard something that caused him to screw up his face, though. He knew that sound all too well, after the many months he spent in the castle constructing the secret tunnel. It was the sound of a whip striking a prisoner, and by the frosty of it, it didn't sound like the poor inmate had long to live. The dwarf turned to Donald Vane before pointing in the direction of the jail cells. Prince Donald Vane, follow the sound of the whips and cries, and get thee to your brother afore he dies. Aye, I shall proceed with you. Enough! Quit your twittering, just go! And so, the air, a scowl, furrowing his face, moved up towards the torture chamber, accompanied by Murgray the Magician, the Earl of Harkness, his knights, the knight-errant Quickshire, and his squire, Sandra Pangle. Arker turned to his dwarves and directed them towards the treasury before noticing that Julia McEwman, the brute Fergus, and her bodyguard, Hugo Yorickson, was still stood behind them. Why are you still here, and not with Dolbin and the others? Do you not wish to restore your precious royal family to the rightful place? Hmm. <laughs> ah, is that a no? 
then. In that case, what do you want, McCuman? I find your presence bothersome. I want into the treasury, but not the gold and the rest. I only want some private letters from within the smallest chest. Ah, is that so? I'll hold you to your word on that, lass. But for your own sake, I hope you're speaking the truth. I'm not a very forgiving person. Julia bit her tongue and simply nodded. She needed those letters. Arcus Argyll immediately lost interest in the McHumans, though, and led his miners to the door of the treasury. And so, here it is. It's locked tight, but that doesn't mean it can't be opened. And so, Arker fumbled with the lock, trying every trick that he knew to try and open it. But to no avail. Ah, I can't break this damn lock. It appears to be sealed by more than mere artifice. We can break it down, but that'd summon every York in the castle to us. Ah... I knew it was never going to be easy, but I bet I know who's got the key. It must be MacDeath. Ready your blades, lads. There's some killing to be done. Meanwhile, whilst all this was going on, Donald Bain, the mage, Murgray, and the Knights of Harkness strode into the torture chamber. Here, they found a small group of orcs surrounding a man manacled to the wall. As Donald Bane neared, he recognised his brother, heir to the throne, Prince Charles, although he was much changed. He was extremely emaciated and resembled some uh, undead revenant rather than the younger sibling that he'd known. The lead orc was whipping him over and over and over again. Kill the orcs, kill them, kill everyone. Let none live and let none run. And with that, Dart and Quickshire led the other knights in the slaughter of the orcs. The sound of sword and club smashing against shields rang out through the subterranean corridors as the two groups fought. The clash of weapons pricked the ears of Julia McEwen, Yorickson and Fergus, who immediately left the dwarves and came running towards the melee. But by the time they arrived, they found the floor already strewn with dead knights and orcs in a sea of spilt blood, and Donald Bane standing over the manacled prisoner, who was apparently weak, but still alive. By the old ones, who's this bony young man? All skin and sinew, a broken countenance, and his face, one? It's my brother, Prince Charlie, long tortured and mistreated. 
taken after my father died and those still loyal had been defeated. Why is he still chained up? Let's free him and be gone. Our blades are eager to sing Macbeth, his sweet and final song. We don't have the keys and the chains are too strong. But we need to get him down the tunnel or he won't last long. But even if free, it'll be dangerous to move him, especially in this state. Better to keep him here and use him as juicy bait. I bet Macdeath or one of his lackeys has the needed keys. I'll watch this bony Prince Charlie whilst you look for these. And with that, Silver Tongue Julia then went on to uh, ease Donald Bain's concerns by claiming that she uh, had some skill in the healing arts and would make sure he was safe until their return. Oh really? I didn't know that. And did she possess such skills? Ach, no, none whatsoever. Her skills were in taking life, not preserving it. Anyhow, Donald Bain gave it some thought before finally agreeing and leaving his brother in the care of the McEwman clan laird. It was the last time that he'd see him. Oh, yeah, now that sounds ominous. Aye, to be true, most certainly is. The tale is a tragedy, after all, and it was not only Macdeath that was brought to ruin as a consequence of ambition in the story. Anyhow, trusting Donald Bain left uh, his uh, brother with the McCumes and uh, moved away with Murgray and the other survivors of the fight against the orcs who had been guarding the prince. Oh, and it's probably worth stating now, just to give you an idea of numbers, that uh, although some of the Knights of Harkness had been killed, the Earl, Quickshire, his squire Pangle, and a pair of knights were still alive at this point. Now, ah, one more thing, yes. There was a door in the torture chamber leading to a set of stairs up to the keep, but uh, this door was bolted shut from the opposite side and they uh, couldn't get it open. So the group decided to head back to the corridor they'd come from to try and gain access to the floors above, or the courtyard, via the, uh, the main gate. But it wasn't long before they were once more in a fight for their lives as the, uh, the round slaughter of the orc guarding the, um, the prince had awoken those greenskins who'd been in the dormitory down the corridor, and these orcs were now fighting against Arcus Argyll and his dwarves. Death to the greenskins! Dig your picks in deep and paint the floor red! Move to the dwarves, let the orcs taste our hate. They must all be killed if we're to get to the main gate. And to cut a long story short, the combined forces of dwarves and men soon cut down all of the greenskins just outside the dormitory there. Oh, yeah, yeah, and long may the alliance of dwarves and men last. There is no finer ally in the known world. Ah, indeed, the truest of friends and the fiercest of enemies. Although I do find that they take umbrage so very quickly that they are very uh, high maintenance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need to tell me about that. I oft feel like I am walking a tight rope when talking with my comrade in arms, Sven Hammerhelm, but uh, I know he would give his life for mine without a moment's hesitation. I 
The dwarves are a mighty race indeed. But uh, anyhow, back to my death there. Eh? The bodies of the orcs were soon piled high and the survivors of Donald Bain's men and the dwarves moved into the dormitory to look for the uh, spiral staircases that led up to the main gate itself and the courtyard. But uh, they were not alone, for creeping up in the shadows behind them came a dark and bloody murderess and her two blood-stained accomplices. Ah, was that Julia McEwen, perchance? Aye. Back in the torture chamber, Bonnie Prince Charlie lay dead, his throat slit by an orc shiv that had been left embedded in his neck. Twas no orc that had wielded the weapon, though. It was Julia McEwen, the illegitimate heiress who had begun on her own bloody path to follow in the footsteps of Macbeth and seize the throne of East Albion by murder most horrid, and she got off to a very bloody start. But uh, she was far from finished.